Hi, this is Bernie Dake. Welcome to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Bernie Dake. And I'm Cheryl Gillum. I love the story of the woman Helen is sharing today. If you know the Chris Tomlin song inspired by this verse, where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay, your people will be my people, and your God, my God. It's the story of Ruth, and that's where you find this verse. Yeah. So have you ever heard that song before? Uh, well, the as Chris we Tomlin were song? preparing for this, we I was asking Cheryl, full disclosure, <laughs> to remind me, and that, as she started singing it, yeah. I immediately yeah, because it yeah. was on the radio. You know, uh, beautiful story, just you know, taken from this verse, but really about our devotion to God, saying yeah. like, "Where you go, God, I'll go. Where you stay, when you stay, I'll stay." I mean, it's that whole imagery, right, of the children of Israel in the wilderness, too, of the pillar of the cloud by night or yeah. by day and the fire by night, uh, following God. Wherever he goes, because where he goes, there's life. Where he goes, he has something amazing for us. So it's learning to follow him. Now, you know <laughs> a lot more about Ruth than I do. Well, I, I yeah, uh, maybe. I don't know. But uh, I I think I love—I just read the story of Ruth, and um, I, I love it that her devotion to Naomi, her mother-in-law, when she could have left— you know, and when Naomi told her, you guys leave, the two daughter-in-laws, you leave and go back to your people, you know, Ruth says, no, where you go, I'll go. Mm. Where you stay, I'll stay. And and um, and it just shows her devotion. But it also shows the journey that got Ruth to uh, her, her kingsman redeemer. Yeah. Right? And then eventually Ruth becomes uh, a part of the lineage of Christ. Someone who's very ordinary who just says, Lord, I'll, or mother-in-law, I'll go where you go, right? But ultimately, she's following the will of God. And that is just, again, a beautiful, uh, simplistic picture of when we just say yes to God, when we just follow Him, right? We don't know what's on the other side. We don't know what's coming, but He does. And it's that pure obedience and devotion to Him that allows us to experience so much in life that we never would. And extraordinary things. When we think we don't, we don't have the capacity for that. God's not looking at our at what we have to offer. He's just saying, "I want your yes. I want your I'll go." You know, Cheryl, you're going to be doing the next series on Words of Life with this passion that Whoa. you just exude as we talk about these characters. Well, this is exciting stuff because yeah. you know, I mean, I feel like God wants us to know we all have purpose. Yeah. We all have purpose. It doesn't matter where in life we find ourselves. Um, you know, whether we're a student at college or whether you're a mother at home or you're in in the workplace or you're in ministry or wherever you find yourself, right? When you say yes to God, He will provide and He will show you the way, mm. right? And there'll be things that you've never imagined that you could accomplish because of your yes to Jesus. Amen. We hope that you'll be encouraged by this story of Ruth. Welcome. Welcome to Romantic Movie Night. This woman's story runs the full range of human emotions, grief to triumph. Ruth tells one of the greatest love stories ever told. Move over, Rhett and Scarlet. Leave it to our creative God to provide a love story to end all love stories. This is not just about love for love's sake, but love with a purpose and a plan. 
love that would change the course of history. This is the story of how Ruth, not a Jew, loved her husband, her mother-in-law, and the end, her God. Ruth's background is significant. She was raised in Moab. Moabites did not believe in God. Moabites were pagan and excluded from relationship with Israelites. Ruth would end up married to an Israelite, even though they were forbidden from this association. The greatest example of mother-in-law relationships begin as a result of this wedding. Ruth became the daughter-in-law to Naomi, and a fierce love began to grow. Naomi lost her husband and both her sons while living in Moab due to her husband's decision to move there. There are no dry eyes left in Moab, three widows, no children, no relative to care for them. Naomi knew she needed to return to Bethlehem. The daughters-in-law begin the journey with her. She implores them to return home to your people. Receive the blessings. The Lord will be kind. The response was real emotion. One daughter-in-law returns to Moab. However, Ruth clings to Naomi. A decision for destiny. No matter how fervently or numerous Naomi pleaded for her to return home, she could not convince Ruth to leave her. Ruth gives this statement, Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. This shows Naomi's relationship with God. How proud God must have been with Naomi in her faith that her example led Ruth to her own relationship with God. Naomi returns to Bethlehem broken and empty, but through her daughter-in-law, God was about to bring extraordinary blessings. This is where the story develops an element of swoon. Enter Boaz, a wealthy relative of Naomi's husband. Boaz was known as a kinsman, a special family representative. Ruth lets go of her past to turn her focus on taking care of Naomi. They may be in Naomi's homeland, but they're in the same situation, widows and poor. To care for Naomi, Ruth begins to glean the field's leftover seeds. The plot thickens as Ruth ends up gleaning in a field Boaz owns, Coincidence? I think God. Boaz visits his foreman, pauses, sees Ruth, and inquires about the new girl. Boaz speaks to Ruth, stay close to my field, and here she found protection, friendship, and respite. Ruth thanks Boaz, never complaining. What an amazing attitude. When she reveals she is a Moabite, She's accepted. Ruth seeks Boaz's favor. This is where we would cue the music. Boaz told his foreman to let Ruth glean among the already gathered sheaves and to purposefully leave some grain from the bundles. Ruth returns home to tell Naomi about her meeting. 
the discussion between Ruth and Naomi went beyond mother and daughter-in-law. I'm certain there were smiles. How much grain did the other girls take home? Did the other girls have lunch with Boaz? What did he have on? And so on and so on. Naomi realizes God's plan and encourages Ruth to continue getting to know Boaz. She tells Ruth the relationship Boaz has to them. He's a kinsman. Ruth agrees to follow Naomi's advice. What we learn about friendship from Ruth and Naomi? They liked each other. They loved each other. They were loyal. Naomi realizes that Ruth and Boaz would require a bit of matchmaking. Naomi did not compromise Ruth's virtue, but Ruth would propose to Boaz. Naomi knows just how to orchestrate this. Boaz is a relative. He could be their kinsman redeemer. In Jewish law, this person was required to buy back or redeem land. They were responsible to carry on the family name by marrying the widow. He could qualify to marry Ruth under the law. His taking care of Ruth through the harvest shows his interest in her. Boaz is going to be at the last night of the harvest. She knows Boaz will be there on the threshing floor. Naomi gives last instructions. Ruth replies that she will do everything Naomi has told her to do. It shows her willingness to marry Boaz. Pretty gutsy. The scene of our movie is the threshing floor. Why is Boaz there? Ruth comes softly, just as she has been instructed. It's midnight, and Boaz awakens startled, expecting thieves. What a surprise, an extraordinary surprise, when he discovers a woman at his feet. Ruth identifies herself. She presented herself as Boaz's servant. Spread your garment over me. Scholars say this was her way to say, I'm a widow. Take me as your wife. Ruth proposes. She indicates he's a close relative. And according to Jewish law, Boaz has the responsibility to marry this widow in order to carry on Elimelech's name. This should be the end. Then comes the word, except. Boaz's response, blessed are you of the Lord. He thanks her for not seeking younger men. He could have forced himself on Ruth as kinsman redeemer. He did not. It shows that Ruth based her attraction on respect more than on image or wealth. Boaz says, I will do as you request. There is a potential problem. There is a nearer kinsman than Boaz. Boaz can't exercise his right as kinsman redeemer unless the closer kinsman redeemer relinquishes his right toward Ruth. Boaz meets with the other candidate. He wants no part of marrying Ruth. Boaz sighs with relief. While Boaz is meeting, he sends Ruth home. Ruth's anxiety is sky high. Whom will I marry? Boaz knocks, and he enters alone. Boaz and Ruth marry. They have a son. 
Naomi becomes the nursemaid to her grandson. Boaz and Ruth become the great-grandparents to David, king of Israel. But that's another movie. Ruth reminds us that no matter what lies in our past, and no matter how difficult our circumstances may be, a little bit of faith makes an extraordinary difference. And in our obscurity and in the mess of what may be our lives, God finds a way to use the most unlikely ordinary people in ways we could never imagine. Ruth and Naomi were ordinary women with an extraordinary commitment in their relationship and faith in their God. This week, I pray God will show you the extraordinary in the ordinary. The Salvation Army's mission, Doing the Most Good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support, and we'd love to hear from you. Call 1-800-229-9965 or email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Tell us how we can help, share prayer requests, or share your testimony. We would love to use your story on the air. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store, and be sure to give us a rating. Just search for The Salvation Army's Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake, inviting you to join us next time for The Salvation Army's Words of Life.